With the Bruins taking on the Wildcats this weekend, Arizona head coach Kevin Sumlin said he felt that his team and the Bruins are in very similar situations right now. Is this some mindless coach speak, or does he have a case for this? We'll find out on Saturday. But first, want to welcome you in to another installment of Locked On Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. You can find me on Twitter, at Brian Fenley. You can send the show an email, LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. And we got to say that this podcast channel is growing exponentially. Can't thank you enough for your support. And if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, do so because this is daily Bruin sports chatter. And yes, while the football team has started to get things going, which seems to be translating to more listenership to our podcast, either way you look at it, I'm here for you. I am certified, maybe not on a PhD level, but I am your certified host for Bruin Football Talk Therapy. A little bit about me. I am am also a co-host for UCLA's Coaches Show, which airs on the radio on Tuesdays in Los Angeles, and I'm a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio. All right, so this is what we have for you today. This is going to be a stacked show with a lot of goodies. First, I want to bring up the perks, yes, the perks of being stubborn as it relates to Chip Kelly and how that has actually paid dividends for the team. Meantime, as UCLA does take on Arizona on Saturday, Bruins defensive back Darney Holmes had a media availability session yesterday. He spoke about Wildcats quarterback Khalil Tate and will explain why he raves over his game and his backstory as well. Plus, Holmes made reporters giggle when he was asked about Keyshawn Lucier South. You'll hear that audio later on in the program. Plus, as blasé as Arizona's defense has been this season, it, it certainly has. It is winning no awards and no records for how many yards they're giving up. There is one player on their defense that Bruin quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson needs to keep an extra eye on, so I will highlight that player on the show as well. But first to Chip Kelly, and one of his traits that he has been called is stubborn. And, And I will say this, this is not a negative in his case. Now, the word stubborn itself has a negative connotation to it, But you've seen stubborn people turn into very successful businessmen, businesswomen, coaches, pioneers in industries. So one's obstinance can lead to breakthroughs, and it's not always a bad thing. And that's, again, obstinance. I'm not talking about abstinence. That's a topic for maybe a different episode or maybe a different podcast. I look at stubbornness on different levels. There's the stubbornness that gets a bad rap that is negative. It's it's that person that you argue with on a sports topic. And no matter what you tell him or her, their viewpoint is never going to change. It's the stubbornness of, say, your dog has a piece of plastic in his or her mouth and you're trying to rip the plastic out and the dog has his teeth clamped to that plastic and is yelping and is in no way backing down in allowing you to pull that out of his or her mouth. Or maybe it's that stubbornness of your Uncle Jimmy who 
remembers to flush, but he always seems to keep the seat up. See, these are the kind of th- this is the kind of stubbornness that is looked down upon, right? But there's also the stubbornness that can take you places, the kind that creativity is bred from and, and in- inventions are made out of and and winning football teams. Yes, Chip Kelly. So when I look at his stubbornness, it's not a stubbornness based on acting on blind faith. This is not going to 7-Eleven and buying a scratch-off, hoping one day you'll make it rich. No, that's that's stubbornness. That kind of stubbornness, as I mentioned, is tomfoolery. And there's a stubbornness that can provide some optimistic results. And, And so... Those are the kinds where you have people who are so stuck in achieving something, they have a tangible reason behind what they're doing, and they have a concrete, attainable end goal. Now, we've all been stubborn at one point in our lives, right? So, you know, if if you're looking for a job that you want, you're going to be particularly extra driven to get there, no matter what field you're in. And... Unless you're acting like a lunatic, a healthy dose of stubbornness when it comes to work ethic, I think, is is fruitful for you. I think it's a good thing, and it can help you maybe even land a dream job or advance your career. Now, to, to, to hone this back into how this all relates to UCLA football and Chip Kelly. Now, so as Chip Kelly was accruing these losses to begin the year, He was being second-guessed more and more from folks who questioned his scheme to how he conducted practice, skeptical if he'd ever win another game. And then so all of a sudden, he wins against Washington State. And now I want to, to throw out this point. Let's say Chip began to cave in and he listened to the outsiders who kind of denigrated what he was trying to do. And he said, you know what, they're right. Or maybe I should tweak this and tweak that. If he did that, do you think that they would have won against Washington State? Because I don't think they would. And it just comes to show you, as I sort of try to wrap up this segment, that while stubbornness in a social light, is looked down upon by Chip Kelly in this instance for UCLA from not wavering in what he thinks is the best way to operate this football team despite the losses and then to finally see the results goes to show you that stubbornness can also be essential and can be a foundation for success. So... Try not to knock it all the time. All right, coming up, Darnie Holmes will check in and discuss the return of Keyshawn Lucier South, along with playing up against Khalil Tate this week in that run-heavy Arizona offense on Saturday. But first, make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Appreciate you riding shotgun with us on Locked On Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. Darney Holmes returning to the lineup for the Bruins to the pleasure and excitement of the Bruin fans. He says he's not 100% yet. He is dealing with an ankle injury, but did say at practice yesterday he's progressing well. Now, another player who had missed some time in the beginning of the year was Keyshawn Lucier South. First three games, sidelined because of academic issues. He finally played, and that was his debut over the weekend against Washington State. And he made a monumental play, the strip sack of Anthony Gordon under a minute to go in the fourth quarter. Here is Holmes yesterday at practice on KLS, as they call him. He brought us that game. <laughs> and I, uh, just as a person, he brought energy. You know, he, he's a playmaker, and his, his fires just keep on burning. We're used to defensive backs blabbering out nonsense as smack talk. We're not accustomed to defensive backs like Darney Holmes to say good things about the opposition. But Holmes did that yesterday at practice, directing compliments to Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate. He's a childhood friend, you know, great dude, you know, uh, a guy from the city, a guy who's a great athlete, you know, uh, just coming from where he come from. It's a blessing for him to make it this far. He's going to be Many great things for him and his family, and I can't wait to see him on Saturday. On the defensive side of the ball for the Wildcats, they tout three hotshot linebackers, Anthony Pandy, Colin Schooler, Tony Fields the second. They are the top three tacklers on the team, and as Kevin Sumlin stressed, it's better to have that unit leading the team in tackles than, say, your secondary, because if that's the case, then your defense is in a lot of trouble. Sumlin did like the growth and improvement or at least to this point he has seen signs of improvement with his rush defense more depth up front he claimed and noticed that those three linebackers who I had mentioned have done a good job of aiding the cause in providing a stout pass rush Sumlin then reflected on what the Bruins have defensively. He said their linebackers are big. They've got good speed. They're very opportunistic. Here's Sumlin talking Chip Kelly. They started off the season and looked like he was, you know, they, they were headed down a certain path of personnel. And um, for whatever reason, you know, they weren't having much the, the success they wanted. And that tells you what kind of coach he is to go in and just say, look, we're going to do this. We're in, and to go win a football game like that. Um, and, and really change things, you know, just, just tells you what kind of coach he is. Well, I'm not one of those to, to pat myself on the back, but what I understood from what Kevin Sumlin just said is that, like I did in the first segment, he's praising the stubbornness of Chip Kelly to stick to his original game plan, and 
it showed that it paid off. And, of course, someone referring to the way the Washington State-UCLA game manifested in a Bruin win. All right, coming up, there is a Arizona defensive player that Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he cannot throw anywhere near him. I will explain why that's coming up. But first, at the end of a hard week, it's, it's great to sit down and take some time off and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them, sort of like what Joshua Kelly did to USC last season. And, and there's nothing like the NFL, also college football right there as well. And I say do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where you should go for all your gambling needs. And again, I would not be telling you guys and gals this to bet on them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little or a lot, you can try a parlay. There's all sorts of medians as to how you can bet. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On. That is Locked On to activate the code. That's Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. Mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Grateful to have you with us for the full voyage of Locked On Bruins. Brian Fenley with you. Look, I touched on this yesterday on the podcast, and I think it's important to once again bring this back to the surface, and that is the Wildcats record, while it does stand at 2-1, and one, is a bit of a farce here because the two wins against, by design, inferior opposition – First win came against Northern Arizona. They're an FCS team, and the Wildcats' defense, well, they gave up over 40 points to an FCS team. The Bruins are actually only one of two surviving teams in the FBS who have never felt the whim to schedule an FCS team, Bruins and Notre Dame. And USC used to be part of that select company, but they have decided that they need a cupcake on their schedule and have caved in and slotted UC Davis, which will be a kickoff in a couple years between those two schools. The second win for the Wildcats was up against Texas Tech. The Red Raiders had the lead, then they lost it, and the Wildcats ended up winning. But Texas Tech... Not really in the glory days. No Patrick Mahomes. And without the good looks of Cliff Kingsbury roaming the sideline with his arms crossed in those sunglasses, I don't know where the program is headed. So I say all this to point out as well that the Arizona defense is kind of a gooey mess right now. They are ranked 120th out of 130 teams in the FBS. However, I can't overlook the fact that they are pretty good in their secondary. And Jace Whitaker leads the way 
5'11 senior. You go to the school's website, and on his bio, it, it says he's a cornerback, but he has oscillated between being a cornerback and a spur safety, and basically what that is it is a hybrid linebacker safety. And so he's had to play that position in numerous games already this year. He leads his team in interceptions. He's got three. Arizona leads the nation with eight picks. So before I say anything about their defense that isn't the most praiseworthy, do take note that they're pretty good in pass defense. And Kevin Sumlin gushing over Whitaker's play, he called him, quote, a coach on the field and a guy who you can really, really rely on. He was also named pro football focus's highest graded defensive player in the Pac-12 through week three. So, so if Dorian Thompson-Robinson, if you're listening right now to this podcast, I know you've probably already spotted this out on the tape, but by all means, do whatever you can to not throw the football in Whitaker's direction. I think you will thank me later. By the way, if you're at a state in your life where you're looking for a job and you live in Tucson, I have got the perfect opportunity for you. See, there is a help wanted poster listed on the Arizona Wildcats punting job. Nobody wants it. Apparently, the coaches are indecisive to name somebody to handle the punting duties. And I've got to believe that if you can at least kick it back to the line of scrimmage, then you've got a leg up on whoever they have. So give it a shot if you're in the area. Give Kevin Sumlin a call, and maybe he'll bring you on for a tryout. Tomorrow, a jam-packed episode as we near kickoff. I want to roll back the tape and look at how Arizona performed in their last game, which was against Texas Tech. And we'll also look at some other tangible, important storylines leading into this matchup. But for now, for Locked on Bruins, I'm Brian Fenley.